And we're joined on the line now by our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Good morning, Clive. You're clearly in a good mood this morning. Um, Fantastic, I am indeed, yeah. Yeah, but uh, looking at what the markets are doing, Asian stocks fluctuating, regional benchmark index trading near its lowest level uh, since mid-October. What's going on there? It's been a crazy uh, Wednesday and early hours of the morning. I promise you, Sakina, because everything has just gone haywire. Um, well, they finish in the positive, which is great news, but nonetheless, they were very difficult to get there. At early hours of the morning, we started seeing them actually were higher than where they finished this morning. Uh, about the same number of shares gained and fell on the same MSCI Asia-Pacific index earlier on this morning. There were about just over 02 0.3% up and down as well. So um, what did the court do? It closed at its lowest since October 2014 on Tuesday as slower than forecast inflation increased concerns, certainly because of the demand is weakening in the Chinese economy. So workers reports will include data on retail sales, and this is what everybody is looking for today. Bang, bang, they're looking at these numbers. They're like, yeah, what is going to happen with this China? But we know that China is actually a slowing in trend. So what does this mean? It means that despite the slowness of the Chinese numbers, despite the negative data that's coming out of China, it is still by far the fastest growing nation if you look at GDP numbers across the world. They are still targeting on average about 6.8%. We saw the GDP numbers for the third quarter come out. They looked not impressive, but still good enough to spur investors back into the market. That is all you need. You don't have to create a lot of optimism. You just have to make enough that business still gets enough interest to get back at it. So the Chinese economic slowdown accelerates the keynote. We saw that. Uh, if you start looking at it from 2010, for example, to 2015, we know this was a strategic decision made by the Communist Party. But is it bearing fruit? Obviously not at the moment, but let's put things into context now. Let's go back to 2010 when China was growing at 12.5%. What was the rest of the world growing at? The average was about 5.9%. And today, the average in the world is only 2.8%. So can you blame China for growing at 6.8%? My clear answer to that is no. China is doing just fine. You just have to find the right pocket of the economy to invest in. So staying in that sort of area, Tencent Holdings Limited rose in Hong Kong trading after uh, they posted a record third quarter profit. And this is despite the declining economic data on Singles Day. Yeah, Tina, this company, we call it Ishele, Tencent. <laughs> I thought that was going to be one of Attila's names. Oh, no! <laughs> no, let's go back to the Tencent. The good news is that we know we saw the gaiety yesterday tumbling down slightly uh, because of the strong dollar and negativity around the weakening dollar in actual fact. And the, 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 the speculation that the Fed might just increase interest rates in December, I still say no. But nonetheless, Tencent Holdings came up with results that were worse than expected, but still in profit region. So, so it sort of went dip down and up again and picked up. And I won't be surprised if you see Nespers, who own about 30% of that stock today, go even higher, do better, because obviously the sentiment is 
there are shareholders, so they'll make a bit of money as well. Uh, shares gained at March 2.7%. Um, and also, if you're heading for the biggest gain, they were heading for the biggest gain of this week. So what is interesting is that uh, just this company on, uh, yesterday reported that it climbed by 32%, which is about 7.45 billion yuan. In dollar terms, $1.2 billion. This is remarkable. And do you know what? This remarkable um, company continues to grow, continues to be an e-commerce to be reckoned with, and still create more apps, more accessibility to mobile uh, data, more access to young people. So this is very fantastic for them, and I'm so excited. Remember, they're developing the WeChat and QQ messaging platforms beyond their route into their games as well, and social network boosted by revenue. And so this is obviously something that investors love to hear. And then um, just looking at uh, this story here, and it's an interesting one because there are quite a few parallels to be drawn with our own situation here in South Africa. South Mm. Korea's jobs report on Wednesday um, looked at youth unemployment rate, and and it's stubbornly high in that country as well. But government is helping young people look for work overseas. What can we learn from that? I I, I found it very interesting. I think we have to go back. You remember, Saskina, I mentioned before that one of the strategies in China when they started to build this conglomerate of, a, of the economy that they have today is that they started taking many of their students overseas to go get exposure. Now, let me tell you about myself because I did study overseas and I can tell you what it does. It exposes you to a different platform altogether, exposes you to new experience, and sometimes it gives you a different collateral in thinking when it comes to how to approach matters in the world. And, and I'm not saying everybody must go overseas, but I'm saying if, if you look at the guys that have been overseas and have come back to South Africa, um, I know a number of my mates that have done relatively well since that, that, just that exposure, those ideas that you share with people from other countries and how they help you um, enhance your way of thinking. Uh, those things are very, very critical and, and can actually contribute positively to our local economy. So the South Korean government is, is doing the same. It's put aside a budget for students um, um, averaging from those who did well in high school and those who are doing well uh, post-high school as well, to send them overseas because, unfortunately, this, <laughs> but this is the numbers, uh, 10.1% of uh, South Korean youth is unemployed. So they take a portion of those guys when they finish school and they send them overseas so that they can go and have a work experience and they actually place them. They've got a, an online application where they can actually apply and get jobs overseas. This is encouraging, obviously, young people to do so, and they choose a country of which they would like to work. Even if they don't get the first one, they'll get the second or third. So these options are available to young people there, and it sort of like gives them hope and stimulates their anticipation of getting exposure to experience overseas. And they've partnered with those countries as well, uh, and having bilateral agreements of how to mature or rather maintain these young people so that they can come back at the end of their work experience. So fantastic effort there. Takina, it is single day in China today. Mm-hmm. All the single ladies, all the single ladies, put your hands up. Single ladies <laughs> and single guys. It's because they say it's the 11th of the 11th, 2015. This is the biggest buying spree or shopping spree that China experiences. Alibaba at the moment is leading the way. People have already spent online purchases of close to, listen to this, $14 billion just today. Today alone. Today alone. They beat last year's 
estimates. This is last year's target. Last year, they reached $9 billion. Now, Alibaba already. There is just Alibaba. There's others, obviously. There's, there's others like, like over 10 cents guys in that line. But this Alibaba was able to kick in $14 billion U.S. dollars by the last time I checked. And there were still 10 hours left of shopping to be done. So if you are thinking of buying anything, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know. Yeah. China, Dyer mm. China, you know. You can always buy. You can buy for me. No, goodbye, Clive. This is going south. This is going south very quickly. Maybe for Attila, but you definitely not. Well, we'll speak to you again tomorrow. That was our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela.